Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, welcome to, we're going to try that. One more time. One more go of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Just in the Nick of Time. If you hear coughing in this episode, it's not because Justin or I have caught the coronavirus, but because we're watching Clayton Kershaw choke dramatically. <laughs> Justin was three minutes late to taping, and Kershaw has already let two men on base in this game. Top of the first. So... This is a live episode happening during a sporting event you already know the outcome of. Debate the efficacy of that strategy amongst yourselves, but it was uh, that's a, a convenient, that's a convenient time for us to chat. So, uh, Justin, what the hell's new? Well, first of all, welcome audience to the beginning of season two. This is the <gasps> first time we have been in the same room recording a podcast. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're still at my home. Yeah. So it's like we're not in in the uh, the headquarters at Anderson yet, but I guess this is I, I've been ready to start season two. Yeah. So it, it's probably time. I'm getting tired of adding at home to every episode I post. Fair enough. Uh, secondary thought. Uh, Clayton Kershaw needs a haircut and a beard trim. Uh, desperately. This is just gonna be. An hour and a half of Def Jam comedy about Clayton, Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw. I hope you're all ready for that. <laughs> oh my god, he is so baffling. Yeah. How, how is he this good in the regular season, but like chokes every single time without fail? Yeah, we're seeing a, a, a statistic of his, his ERA in the World Series. It is, I believe that was the sixth highest of, all of time. any pitcher in Major League Baseball. Which, when you're talking about Major League Baseball, it's not that we started counting, like, a minute ago. Like, we started counting a forever ago. I would also like to remind listeners that any time that there's a stolen base in this game, uh, you get a Doritos Locos Taco at, uh, at Taco Bell. So, if America doesn't care about baseball after that development, this sport is doomed. <laughs> is it for every stolen base equals one taco? No, I think it's just, just if base? a base is stolen in a game. Okay. One taco. Steal the base, steal so, the taco. So optimally, seven tacos would be the best oh. we can get out of this. If if it goes to game seven and a base is stolen in every game, you get seven of those cheesy preservative-filled abominations that we all know and love. Oh, I love them. Oh, dude, they're so good. Do you have the Cool Ranch ones? I, I believe so. Okay, the Cool Ranch ones slap, and I want them to make the sweet chili ones out of my favorite Doritos. Also... Listeners, if you haven't had the purple Doritos, get you some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doritos is more than just red and blue, folks. Oh, absolutely. It's a whole spectrum of... <laughs> Doritos really, uh, I think, you know... Does red exist? Yes. Does blue exist? Yes. But, but like America, we can transcend red and blue, petty partisan divides, to come together... And Justin's gonna start singing the National Anthem now. Um, so, not the national anthem. Good try. Um, so we should probably like start talking about sports proper. As Kershaw got out of hey! the jail, and you <laughs> doubted him. I did. You know what? The stats backed me up. Also, Clayton, how is your hat so dirty? You have pitched like ten pitches. He almost, like, by the skin of his teeth, he gets out of the first inning. Yes. God, this is going to be a long series for the Dodgers. 
I, I this 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 podcast is just gonna devolve into me at about the fourth inning screaming, pull him, pull him. No, keep him. I like watching I, the collapse. I, I do like watching the collapse. Like just. <laughs> Like, when he walked out and threw his first pitch tonight, I've never seen someone look less sure of themselves. Like, he had big middle school dance vibes. It was bad. <laughs> and they just keep trotting him out there. They're not like, you no, know... that's the thing. Maybe we shouldn't try out Clayton Kershaw for his eighth consecutive choke. Yeah. They're like, this is, this is your big chance. This is the sports movie ending. And it never happens. Uh, Clayton Kershaw's playoff pitching career is tin cup if it was played out over like a decade (laughs) ah poor guy i would like to see him break out of it i would like to see him pitch incredibly this game that was a sketchy first inning but uh we'll see how it goes it'd be very funny if he did it yes well folks it is game week feel the excitement (laughs) You're going to need to feel Justin's excitement on this one, folks. I'm almost more excited today about the start of the season than I was on March 10th, back when we thought we were playing Purdue on August 31st in front of a full crowd. I'm almost at that point, and the game is in four days. So, (laughs) and to be fair, that was a pretty high excitement point, but... (laughs) I've been snorting Husker content all week long, and, you know, there's a game on this week, and we are going to play. Uh, we are not releasing a depth chart, which is cowardly, but... Sketchy. Yeah. I mean, we knew the big question on the depth chart going in, which is funny, because it's contrary to everything we heard coming out of training camp. So do we just want to handle the quarterback battle... Right off the bat, because I think that's the biggest thing we learned going into this season. Yeah, um, I think Adrian was always going to be the starter. And I agree. It, I think the talking up of Luke was, A, he probably did have a good week of practice, but as we've learned these past two years of Frost, good week of practice can mean literally anything. And right. <laughs> Every, have we had a bad week of practice yet? In, no. In his time at... Only after we lose, we had a bad week of practice. This... Yes, yes. Good weeks of practice turned into bad weeks of practice really quickly after a loss. Yes. <laughs> Mookie, we miss you. Got him. So. Christ. But the fact that he wouldn't crown Adrian early, I, th- I read that now more as a... Uh, Ooh, Ohio State's going to have to game plan for two quarterbacks rather than <laughs> Scott Frost scratching his head going, we've got a real puzzler here, folks. Oh, my God. So, le- legitimate question, because I, I don't know. Um, would Ohio State's game plan look that different compared on who was playing? Um, Probably not terribly. I guess Luke is more of an unknown quantity at this point. He's played in one and a half games, basically. Right. And Amart, you have one and a half seasons of footage on him. You can study and game plan around. So the fact that, oh, we might have to deal with a guy who plays exactly like Adrian, but is slightly shorter and maybe faster, maybe throws better. I don't know. So. (laughs) And any advantage a football coach thinks they can get, they will take which is part of the reason we're not releasing a depth chart for some reason, which, again, I... 
As someone who has, you know, read every single position preview written about this football season, I would really like to know which one of these guys I actually need to care about when time comes. Well, I guess we'll all find out Saturday. Um, this, I would say that, like, normally, in this town, having experienced it, you know, 18 times as a child two times as a college student here there's a build-up of excitement that starts in like august 1st frankly until the season begins and i think there's a lot of reasons i think that there's been a lack of that uh not having the in-person component is huge right Mm -hmm. um but that was almost bad. That was for almost the Rays. A that was almost up bad. real bad for the Rays. Um, <laughs> folks, when you listen to this, I would suggest that you find <laughs> a <laughs> World Series game one and just play that back and watch it with us. Uh, that's probably going to be the best way to uh, oh, consume this podcast. Say a first name of anybody on this Rays team. I dare you. I have no idea. I, I honestly, yeah. until I saw this graphic, could not given have given you a last name. Like, the Rays were not supposed to win that series. And that's a whole thing we'll get into later. Absolutely. Because it's actually a segment today. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Football. Football. It, it exists. Um, I just think that, like, starting against Ohio State, it's a huge damper, too. Because it's like, we're going to get, pardon my French, kicked. Um, More likely than not. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Add in the caveat of, of the fact that hope is the thing with feathers. But, like, I really do think this is going to be a demoralizing kind of a loss. And the fact that it's going to happen first thing, I don't know how a team that is young, inexperienced, always dealing with talent deficiencies. Well, young and inexperienced we were these past two years. Going off the depth chart I have in my mind, because they won't officially release one, uh, we're starting mostly guys who have played. Are we at really least finally? one year? Mo some of them too. Do you want to hear my depth chart? <laughs> if you want to give us your depth chart, I'm willing to watch a baseball game while your depth chart plays in the background. <laughs> okay, here's the cliff notes. The entire offensive line returners from last season. Some nice. of them have been two-year starters on the O-line. Nice. Amart, two-year starter. Diedrich, starter last year. Wandale, starter last year. Wide receiver, question mark. Defense, the entire front. back, JD. <laughs> he really left. That was such a huge vote of no confidence in this team that I think we all just kind of kept moving through because it hurt. But, like, nah. He sees something better at Minnesota. That means we're not going to play anywhere. Do you, want, do you want to know the kicker? Let's look up his stats. Let's see the greener pasture he left us for. I mean, I'd like to say I wish the guy well, but if he if he sucks, that's going to be fun too. This is uh, just, again, he's our age. He can do what he wants with his life. He can... You almost said an adult and then realized that would be calling us adults. Yes. Yeah. Here are his stats on the season. So, yeah, obviously he can go wherever he wants. But he had a chance to become 
the all-time leading receiver of one of the most storied programs in college football history, and this is how he spends his senior season. Five receptions, 56 yards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel things to see it. I, I Again, you don't want to wish anybody ill. He would have gotten that this Saturday if he stayed. Oh, easily. <laughs> against possibly the best team in the country. Which, like, I, we didn't really do a full college football preview because when the hell do you expect us to do that? It didn't start at the same time. But I would say if we did, and, and even... Even not knowing what we know about Alabama looking a little shaky, Clemson... I mean, Clemson looks good. Don't get me wrong. I think we're going to have a Clemson-OSU national championship. I think OSU can win. Yes. Is 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 my favorite. Am I going to say absolutely they will? No, because this is college football, and who the hell knows, and it's college football in the time of coronavirus, and so help me, if the wrong guys get COVID on any team, Nebraska could win the national championship this year. COVID is our best player. Like, straight up. Because 21 days it takes a, takes a player out. Yeah. And coaches, too. Jeff Brom of Purdue uh, recently tested... Er, um, Nick Saban just tested positive. And then they gave him five negatives in a row. Yeah, that was... From the Alabama University medical staff, who... That is all I will say about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Let's just leave. Let's just let that dog lie. Um, yeah. You know, I'm willing to believe none of the Tampa Bay Rays have first names. <laughs> Their birth certificates are just name, number, <laughs> position. <laughs> These are the guys. And like, <laughs> is his first name left-handed reliever? This is like a story problem baseball team where it's like first baseman Diaz number two hit two home runs. Second baseman Jones number three grounded out. What's this team's batting average? Oh my god. This is a story problem team. The 2020 Tampa Bay Rays brought to you by someone's freshman statistics class. <laughs> That's what this team reminds me. Yeah, this is a simulated team. Like, I would absolutely believe that someone was just like, hmm, what would the Rays OBPS look like in, uh, you this, know. This is year 2048 of an out-of-the-park out simulation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've never played out-of-the-park. Is it fun? I've never played either. It costs money. It does. <laughs> Have you heard of baseball? I have not. Okay, I think we need to keep that in the can for a future segment, because I just heard about this thing, I need to do more research, but it sounds incredible. Can in it. So. <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, quarterback battle. I, I mean, I think, so, this is me not really being a sports guy and mostly being a Husker fan who is Justin's friend, but um, I would like to see at the first sign of danger, Luke McCaffrey. Not because I think he will do better than Adrian, but because I want to be able to see that Scott can say, listen, I know this isn't working. I know that this sucks. I feel your pain, Nebraska. And here is something different. Even if it's worse, it's something different than what I've fed you as your savior that hasn't worked out. And it's a recognition that, like, 
Adrian Martinez is not just going to magically get better at football. Right? Like, okay, sophomore slump, I get it. We see... Because he's in our year, right? Yeah. 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 So... I think we're older than him. Like, year... Like, I think he's a 2000s baby. Is he really? Yep. And we're both 99ers. Oh, yeah, that's that's weird about watching sports now, because, like, in the NBA Finals, Tyler Harrow, you know, he's a 2000s baby. Yeah. And he has played for the Miami Heat, and he had to guard LeBron James, and I'm like... I'm, like, screaming at him where, like, I'd my pants if I even saw oh, yeah. LeBron, you know? <laughs> like, Well, I've been feeling this for years because, like, Manchester United will call up these kids for these games they don't care about. And it's like, he's actually 12. There's a 12-year-old playing for Manchester United in this FA Cup game. Um, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But I remember when I was um, 18, they called up 17-year-old Adrian Yanezai, who now plays in, like, some no-name Spanish team because he didn't work out. But he was supposed to be the next Wonder Kid. And I just felt the most useless I've ever felt in my life. Sitting here being like, I am a calendar year older than this guy. And I have done nothing with my life. And he is starting poorly at left wing, poorly, for Manchester United. <laughs> I could play left wing poorly for me and you. Well, that's fair. But not, not nearly as not poorly as he did. So... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird. It's very strange. Because you look at these people and you're like, but it's got to be even weirder to be an older sportsman, to be like 60 and be like, all of these guys are like a third my age. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. The grave calls us all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I agree that Adrian Martinez should have a short leash this year. <laughs> Joey Wendell is a made-up name. These rays aren't real. I like this theory the more I watch this game. Joey Wendell. His name's Joey Wendell. He's a baseball character in a fiction book for third graders. Oh, for sure. <laughs> He's also just like random foil for the Dodgers to be in this series, which we'll get to momentarily. <laughs> yes. We're excited about the non-main block today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The B block is way more fun than the, the A block, and I think that that's great, and it's true just in the nick of time fashion, to have, like, what should be our most important episode of the year. Like, yes. the season preview. If we were doing this the, like, real legit podcast way, like, we'd be repping the hell out of this, we would be super prepared, I would be looking at a spreadsheet and able to comprehend numbers. Frankly, I wouldn't be here. Um, because someone who knows about sports would be in my place. But instead, we just really want to talk about this dumb thing I texted Justin earlier today. <laughs> yes. But I guess we'll soldier on through this terrible football team season preview. Yeah, this is quite literally the longest offseason in Nebraska history. And yet, I have nothing to say. There's almost no real conclusion here. Like, yeah. I, I, Ohio State should be... Like, this should be the biggest season opener of our lifetimes. We're playing the top team in the country on the road. Big noon kickoff on Fox. Yep. After the longest offseason any of us have ever experienced. In, in, in a globally tumultuous time when you would expect to want to see your hometown team play a football game to have a sense of normalcy. And Justin, I have nothing but dread. <laughs> No, because I've been reading the Sunshiners for this game. Uh, 
And they're like, Ohio State lost a lot of talent to the draft this year. They've got new five-star players who have to practice during a pandemic for the first time. Okay, I buy that as an X factor. I buy that it would be harder to coach a super young team right now. They did lose a lot of talent. But we don't need an X factor because we don't have an A through Y factor on these guys. Like, the, the talent gap is insurmountable. You would need them to have some, like, bad tests tomorrow. I think they test on Wednesday, don't they? Um, something like that. So you would need them to have some bad tests Wednesday. I know so much. <laughs> you would need them to, like, not... And by bad tests, we mean Justin Fields, because he is, like, the main returner for Ohio State. Right. I'm sure their backup's good, but as we've seen... And the only time we have beaten Ohio State in the Big Ten, Ohio State backup quarterbacks sometimes aren't all they're cracked up to be. So Right. Well, what what we really need, I think, is, like, guys on the O-line to go down. Because, like, their offensive line makes it impossible for a defense to function. We've seen this year after year after year. Uh, and so I think that, like, sure, even if it's a five-star recruit we've never heard of, there's still a talent gap. And I'm going to bet that that talent gap, like, shrinks against their second-string four-star recruit. Oh, absolutely. And, again, here, depth chart talk, here's who I think is going to be starting on the D-line. All of these people played last year in almost every game. You're saying we keep both lines entirely? No. We lost a lot of people. These are the backups who, again, I had to read this multiple times because I didn't believe it. These people apparently played in every game last year. Ben Stilley. Damian Daniels, the little brother of Darian Daniels. And DeAntre Thomas. That's our starting line. Name one thing. Like, okay, Husker fans. Like, people who know way more than us about this. Like, even the most die-hard uh, blood-red Husker fan. Tell me one thing these people have done. In their Husker career. I think I maybe remember one Ben Stilley sack against Northwestern. I'm sure they wore red shirts. <laughs> likely white pants. Like, I, I wish them the best. I don't mean to talk crap before I even see them, but like... I am not feeling confident about the defensive line. We, we do return, like, starters on linebackers in the secondary, but that D-line going up against the Ohio State O-line, who Ohio State fans and their sunshiners have been saying... This could be the best we've ever had. Oh, we got trouble, my friends, right <laughs> here in River City. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I think bigger than this pod is going to be the week four reassess pod. It's like, okay, because we got through that. If we pick up a win against Northwestern, neat. If we don't, eh. Um, we're still bowl eligible, anyways. We will. We're bowl eligible if we don't win a game. Like that's twenty twenty. So like, which takes a lot of the stakes out of it for Scott. And I think he's mm. gonna have to thank his lucky stars that he can't miss a bowl. If there's gonna be more pressure to not get destroyed in that bowl, this is gonna feel less like a victory lap and more of a like, you know, final project. What else do we know about this team? Yeah, I think no matter what, 
no matter how bad week one is, I don't think we'll learn more about this team than we know right now if we get blown out. Because I think that's what we're both expecting right now is an absolute shellacking. If if we keep it closer than expected, we will learn something about the team. We're like, hey, these boys got some spunk. And then and then we go and like gain hope for week two and have a little snowball up and down. But if we do what we think we're gonna do against Ohio State and just um So but, but next week's episode is going to sound a lot like this because we won't learn anything. And that's what's frustrating about the season opener. Yes. Like, even the ones where we have a total cupcake, like the Fresno States of years past and, like, the Idahos, uh, and we just kill them. Oh, how I yearn for the Idahos. Yeah. At least we learned something about, hey, this guy's showing some spark at the linebacker position. Wow, he really threw that ball, you know, to the receiver. Well, I also think it's going to be like... The Rays have a second baseman in the outfield right now. Hmm. That's a weird batting stance. Okay, it melted into a normal batting stance. But it was momentarily the weird... Like, Kevin... Kevin Euclid. God, can you believe I chose to go into a communicative profession... A Kevin Euclid style batting stance for a second there. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, I think I agree with you. We won't know anything if we get shellacked. I guess we could learn, like, oh, wow, Wandale had a really quiet game. What do we think that says? Mm. But even then, you've got a sample size of one against, again, the best team in the country, in my estimation. Granted, we haven't seen anything from them. So it is easier to think that they're the best team in the country. But I think if Ohio State comes back and looks anything like they have in years past, and I mean any of the last few years past, they are going to steamroll this SEC. Oh, yeah. Um, as ESPN has said in their promos, the rest of the season is a whole new season. I don't know what that means. You can figure <laughs> as that out. much as I hate that, I think that's kind of true. And, and then the Fox Sports promo for this game, they're like, See the second-ranked Buckeyes take on the big red machine of Nebraska. That, we were sitting together. Weren't you here? No, I was with Dustin at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and we just looked at each other and we're like, so we're the big red machine now. That's interesting. We could use some oil and maybe an engine and maybe, I don't know, some metal. (laughs) Like, Because if you're going to call this a machine, like, it's a vending machine. That only takes dollars. I'm not even sure we're big. I think we're just red. <laughs> we're very much the Holy Roman Empire of big red machines. We're not that big. We're sort of red. But we're definitely not a machine. <laughs> oh, man. Red machine. So what even is this season? Like, I should be excited right now. I should be stoked about this, right? I should have felt compared, compelled to wear red and a Husker hat. I should have felt compelled to just compulsively buy a new Husker hat when I was in Dick's Sporting Goods yesterday. Because, you know, you need that 2020 hat. Because what if this is the year we win the conference and you don't have a hat for the year you won the conference? But we're not going to win the conference. Hell, what if we win the division? I'd buy a hat. Oh my god, I'd buy a car. 
Uh, yeah, I mean that would be Wisconsin's losing a lot of people too. Their their quarterbacks hurt this, but yeah, like there's been a lot of sunshine, like from Husker fans. Let's. I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, probably for long. That was not the song I was singing. Well, it's what I was. Could you say that um, Husker fans are currently walking on sunshine? Whoa. It's time to get killed. Yes, there we go. This is like walking on the sun before you realize that that's like scientifically impossible. And like Neil deGrasse Tyson bursts the door down there and he's like, you know, you'd die if you got within 300,000 miles of the sun. But, and, and, and that's what kickoff against Ohio State's going to feel like. It's going to feel then, like Neil deGrasse Tyson ruining yet another thing. But then Neil deGrasse Tyson is like on the sun with you while you're walking on the sun. No, 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 he's communicating through, like, a walkie-talkie. But he's bursting through a door that's on the sun. Well, we're hallucinating at this point because we're that's on the That's true, sun. because our skin is melting. Yeah. <laughs> Just a lot of red and white skin melting. Big red machine. Big red machine. Kill me. Okay, um... Yeah, okay. So, did we do a final prediction for we should do a score prediction for this weekend hell yeah uh and we should do a um final uh season prediction final season prediction have we done one of those i think we did it schedule release episode but, but but let's let's lock them in now i'm gonna predict score for this weekend <sighs> should we do a bold prediction too about the game like something random if that you happened? have a bold prediction give it because i have one i just thought of one right now go ahead Score prediction, Ohio State, 47, Nebraska, 15. Both teams miss an extra point. You took my Ohio State score exactly. hey yo. So I'm going to take Ohio State, 50. 50 burger. Nebraska, 21. Bold prediction, a major player on either our team or their team. It is is ineligible due to the coronavirus. Hmm. Got about four days to find that out. Well, realistically, I think they test Wednesdays. Oh, okay. So we'll know by tomorrow. Yes. We, fun year, fun sports, go sports, have fun. Season prediction time. Uh, Locking it in. My, my official prediction, this is, will not be my final one, but this is my honest opinion. Two and four, three games get canceled. Um, but assuming... Whoa! Whoa! The, assuming the schedule gets played as as slated, and, and we do the nine and nine... Um, That's the hottest take. Dude, I, I'll bet you two and four, three games get canceled. Uh, but but if we finish, which is what my prediction is just going to assume. Yes, like 9-9, nine and nine, we play 9 games, I think we'll go 4-5. and five. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at, too. And I think we lose the bowl game. Oh, I think we win the bowl game, because... Um, I think there are better 4-win teams in America than us. I don't think we're going to play a 4-win team. I think we're going to... You think... Oh, that's actually good thinking. I, I think we're going to... No, because, you know, Nebraska fans, like, the only reason we're going to a bowl game is because of our fan base. If there's 
a chance that the the bowl, whichever bowl will have us, will allow fans. They're going to have Nebraska because Nebraska fans travel. Yeah, so Spurs like by ninety geese. over Western Kentucky. Yes, that's what it's going to be. We're going to be in like the Meineke Car Care Classic against Western Kentucky because a we need the moral boost and b a lot of Husker fans will go just to see the win and c and if nothing else it'll give them ratings on a bowl that no one would have watched. It'll actually probably be closer than the <laughs> than what people expect. Yeah. So, that's that's the block. Yeah. That. Oh man, that wasn't fun, was it? Oh wow, Kershaw's third all-time in postseason strikeouts. Is he really? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Show me his walks. <laughs> no, I think that even shows like reflects worse on him because you're the third best postseason pitcher all time strikeout wise. You're the sixth worst ERA-wise. That he, means the pitches that they swing and hit, they're freaking yakking them. If he can get out of three innings and 40 pitches, he puts himself in decent shape. Yeah. I mean, that's not terrible. It's better than you would have thought for Kershaw starting this game. I'm sure that at this point, Joe Buck is waxing about him casting off his demons. Have you seen, have you seen, America, what we are doing to Joe Buck because I feel personally responsible and very bad about it. Joe Buck, Joe Buck, this man called a Monday Night Football game last night, World Series Game 1 tonight, World Series Game 2 tomorrow, World uh, um, Football, Thursday Night Football he's calling, then Friday, Saturday, he's calling World Series games again, Sunday an NFL game, Six, uh, and then game uh, six. If and necessary. If nece- or game five, six, and seven, if necessary, will be uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. And then he'll do a Thursday after that, won't he? I hope they find someone else, but probably. Well, and also Fox might not have the Thursday game. Oh, yeah, that's true. But and... Fox happens to have all of the sports, and it sucks because Fox is the only thing that I don't get in my Sling TV package. For whatever reason, they don't have like a Fox channel in Nebraska. They have it in lots of major cities, but here they don't have one. So I'm riding out that Fubo TV free trial this week and next, baby. It's going to be great. Buck Can... wasn't on the call for a Braves-Dodges Game 7, though. Was that because of football? I don't know. He must have been. Um, like, working something else. Or maybe they were like, hey, Joe, we're actually going to work you to death. Enjoy <laughs> your last free day ever. And, like... I think it's very easy, and this ticks me off when people are like, well, but he's a sportscaster. Like, he gets to, like, travel around to new and interesting cities and, like, you know. Not in like, this year he doesn't. He's stuck in Arlington for the. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's stuck in Arlington, and then now, like, he will be traveling for the World Series games. But, but then it's, it's not... what? Soulless Hotel in L.A. Yeah. And then Soulless Hotel in Tampa Bay, Florida. And they're not going to let him go anywhere. No, no, he can't do anything. So this guy's life is going to be get on a plane, prep for the game, check into hotel, prep for the game, like leave the hotel, go to the game, work the game, like debrief from the game, sleep. I honestly can't think of what Joe Buck would do in his spare time normally. Are you I don't get this Joe Buck hatred generally, too. This pisses me right off. I like Joe Buck. 
I like that his calls are a little bit understated. Like Joe Buck he's is a guy, guy. He's a damn like. But he's not fan. good. He's no. I like Joe Buck. Like I, I'm going to die on this hill. Joe Buck is a better sports announcer than easily seventy percent of sports announcers in the United States of America. Joe Buck is good. I am tired of these guys overselling me. I am mostly tired of Phil Sims. Um, oh, Phil Sims is god awful. Yeah, he's the worst. The worst. And I think that Joe Buck is a perfect shot of not Phil Sims. Phil Sims is a color guy, though. It's Jim Nance and Phil Sims. Yes, Jim Nance is perfect. Yeah, Nance Only is be- way better than Joe Buck. Oh, absolutely. But no one can touch Nance. Nance is the greatest yeah. sports announcer ever to work in the United States of America, hands down. He's up there for sure. Oh, who's your top one? Um, okay, this is... I get that this is like a religious thing for you, so like... I am a huge Kevin Harlan fan. Really? I don't know if he's my number one all time, but... What's his deal for you? What, what does he give you? If, if an exciting moment in sports happens, there is no one else I'd rather have on the call. Uh, Nance... Nance. Nance will, he'll silk his way out through it. He'll, you know, give the stoic call. I like the stoic call. That's why I like Kevin Joe Harlan Buck. Harlan will give you a catchphrase that will Jim echo Nance, in the history of mankind when, forever. When Jim Nance dies or retires, I want Joe Buck to take over at the Masters. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. We just lost our PG-13 rating there. Oh, <laughs> So, uh... I can't imagine Buck doing golf. I think Buck would be great at golf. I think Buck is a golf announcer trapped in a baseball announcer. He doesn't have the voice. He has the... No, no, no. Golf voice... Golf voice is... Welcome back to Sunday No, 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 no. Because that's not how Jim... Jim Nance does not open up Monday Night Football like, Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to a tradition like... No other. Like, it's a totally different thing. I can't picture Joe saying anything in that voice. Oh, no, 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 no. They're going to have to change all the lines. Like, I will be mad if they let someone else say a tradition like no other. Because Jim Nance at Augusta is the tradition like no other. Like, Augusta's great. But I, I will say that an insane amount of my affinity for Augusta is the ASMR equality of Jim Nance on a golf So ball. good. It's so perfect. And I have my quibbles with him in other sports. I think particularly when you put Jim Nance on a sport he knows nothing about, like for the Olympics or whatever, it's like, I mean, fine. It's, uh, he does an adequate job. But the reason he is legendary is that one week a year, which oddly enough, hasn't happened yet in 2020, which I don't know if I should be mourning the fact that like, I haven't gotten it yet. We're just super stoked that it's like, holy shit, November's going to be awesome. Like, we're headed into probably the best sports months of all time. I mean, we just had the end of a really unexpectedly good NBA Finals. Yes. We're in an unexpectedly decent postseason baseball. I mean, the simulation would have broken if the Astros had won that game and given us the perfect story, that series, and given us the perfect storyline going into here. Mm -hmm. Like, Dodgers-Astros would have broken the universe. We've got the Big Ten coming back in the middle of a college football season, which as much as it sucks is intriguing, right? We've got an already super messy college football season, which is what you want out of early college football because it makes the whole thing later on more interesting. We've got a decent 
NFL season that has made all the more kind of interesting because you don't know if any game matters, which means you don't know if every game matters because who knows if we're going to finish, who knows if we're going to take a break, and then just pick up with the playoffs. And games happen on 4 o'clock on Tuesdays now. You know, there are no rules anymore. No, no, no. We live in a lawless sports land. And NBA season is about to start up again. Possibly in multiple bubbles. Which, like, what the hell? Like, I haven't even done any reading on it because I think it would break my soul. The Premier League is fun. Formula One is still happening. And, like, kind of still interesting at this point in the year, which wouldn't be true in most years. Like, we live in sports heaven right now. Which is great because everything else has gone to hell in a handbasket. I don't, like, I don't feel as compelled as I would to, like, get back to normal life and, like, going out because what the hell? There's a game I want to watch every, every single week. night of the week. I feel that. But, gosh, as much as I, as a Yankees fan, and you can debate the reasons I have for this, hate the Astros because of their cheating, cheating, cheatings. Uh, let's not even go there. I'm just, I'm going to acknowledge in, my hatred. In Game 7, in the back of my mind, I'm like, they are infinitely more entertaining than the Rays if they Absolutely. were to win this game. Absolutely. Infinitely. As much as I want to see them get what's coming to them. We would not have done I don't want to watch this Rays team in the World Series. The Dodgers have just gotten through the lineup once. At this point, someone would have been Mookie Betts and there would have been a brawl. Yeah. Already. Already in that series. Like, it would have been a fist fight where a baseball game occasionally broke it out. And, like, that would have been... So, this is great. I'm still enjoying this. I like the Dodgers storyline. The Rays are there. Like, the Rays are the Washington Generals in this World Series. Um, You know, they're just there to lose to the Dodgers. God, if they were to win, that would... If they win, mad. I'm legitimately disappointed. Like, I'm the best at eight. This fervent, 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 fervent. Red Sox fan. And a disgusting, awful, horrible Yankees fan can both agree that, like, this Dodgers team has earned a World Series. Like, that's a fun team to cheer for. And it would have been so much more fun to cheer for them over the team that robbed them. The electricity that would have just, like, flowed through the country. And then people were talking about, like, oh, yeah, you can get excited for, like, Rays and uh, Braves, too. Because it's like, nah, man, like, it'd be a regional World Series and we haven't had a good one of those in forever. And, like, but, like, I, I would have watched game one and then, like, if it got interesting, I would have watched later games. But I love this Dodgers team. And I want to watch pretty much every game they play that I can reasonably make it to watch. Yes. Uh, this team is unique in baseball, especially 2020 baseball, because, like, at least seven guys in their lineup have, like, a distinct baseball personality. Like, this Rays team is almost all faceless schlubs, in my opinion. Is the Yankees fan really going to tell me about the uh, oh, the sorrows of faceless schlubs? Look at our lineup, okay? Aaron Judge ain't a faceless schlub. Stanton's not... He's just... Jeter part two. He's and Jeter, jacked. Okay. He wears number 99. There's all rise for the judge. Okay. That and, is cool. And he plays in New York. I will give you that. I will give you that. You could maybe have an argument 
that if you played in Tampa, he would be a faceless schlub. You can't be oh, that good. Oh, don't give and me And play this. in New York don't and, tell and be a faceless don't schlub. You d- we're peaking so hard right now. <laughs> don't tell me that just because you wear the pinstripes, you're interesting. That's a load of horse. No, 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 no. You don't get to just be good in New York and that makes you a star when you wouldn't be a star somewhere else. And let's be realistic. He's good, but he's by no means the best player in the league. There are so many players that would make more of an impact than him in any given team. Stanton's fun. I will give you that. Stanton is a fun guy to watch. Has a legitimate personality. But if you want to talk about personality, let's talk about the 04 Red Sox or the 13 Red Sox. Like... Those are teams with, like, grit and heart. And every guy has something interesting and different to add. That's like, I I watched Four Days in October again because, of course, I did. Every guy on that team, down to, like, random relievers, like Brandon Arroyo, have, like, legitimate storylines and reasons they personally need to win that series. Right? From David Ortiz and Pedro Martinez on down, there has never been a baseball team more dialed in than them. But there's a broader point that we are going to discuss today that I texted you earlier. And uh, this segues perfectly into it. Would this not be more fun if the teams that are historically important to Major League Baseball, like the Dodgers or these interesting upstart Astros... We're in the World Series. And even as a Heat fan, I think you've got to admit that as fun as the Heat were, for idiosyncratic reasons, a Lakers-Celtics final would have been infinitely less entertaining. What? What? Okay. Oh my god. You had Magic Bird in the 80s. That's the peak Lakers-Celtics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched the 30 for 30 about that You had Kobe, Paul Pierce in 09 and 010. That's like Lakers-Celtics V2, the slightly less version. Like, the hate was still there, it just wasn't the same. The Cel- Celtics-Lakers V3, the the, th- well, the, the need- third one in the trilogy is almost always the worst when you look at movies. And it would be no different here. You because need- this Lakers team would be objectively better than the Celtics team in every way. That series would have likely been a sweep. You don't- That's what we said about the Heat. But the Lakers had weaknesses we didn't see that the Celtics could have better exploited than the Heat did. The Celtics no. could have taken that easily to a Game 7. I highly disagree. Anthony Davis would have Daniel Tice for breakfast, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we have to specify what time of day. Like, But no, I think that's horseshit. And I would also say that the way that rivalries start are series like that one. You know what started the First, like, you know, we're talking about version three. This would be version four. Because the fact that the Lakers had already lost to the Celtics in seven finals. Oh, that's before right. Before the 1980s. Wilton and then the Bell. Celtics win again so in that the first fourth 80s matchup. This by far the worst one then. Oh my God. This does not help your argument. What I'm saying yes, is it does. you need constant collision. Constant collision in high profile situations to maintain a rivalry. And this would have been the perfect year for that to happen. Now, I love this Heat team as much as the next guy. I think this is a particularly bad example. But let's look at, I mean, for a second, let's take a step back and think about how much more fun the AL East would have been 
if both the Sox and the Yankees were good? This year, I would disagree. In a normal year, maybe agree. This, okay. this year was in, very fun. In any given year. Yes. Let's take COVID out of the picture. Okay. Had this been a normal season, as much as I hate you, and as much as you hate me, life is more fun when we're both really good. I really need revenge on y'all for like three different postseasons in my lifetime. Right. So I will agree with that. Right. Because it's no fun to just like, like, okay, did I enjoy 2018? Absolutely I did. But the fact that the Yankees like didn't really give us a full run for our money, the fact that we didn't hit you, like, because we didn't hit you in the postseason then, did we? Oh, you you got us in like six. Six games. Oh, did we? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Gary Sanchez decided to start his uh But I don't year, remember sweating you guys. Oh, it, it wasn't really a sweat series. It yeah. was it was like you know, it was a classic chalk series. You got your games at home, we got our games at home. Right. And then you got game five, game six was a no contest. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, even that is more fun than like this year. Where we didn't pose a threat to you or anybody. Well, that was fun for me. I'm sure the schadenfreude is great. But more than schadenfreude, I enjoy beating a good Yankees team. Right? Yeah. Okay, let's take it to... I mean, I'm trying to think of... I think the NHL is a great example of this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How many years have we seen... Like, it would be so much more fun if every year it was like, the Bruins are good, the Canadians are good... Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. The um, one New York team. It doesn't matter which doesn't one. Doesn't matter which, which is, this is the only sport I'll say But that not is. Buffalo. No, no. Screw Buffalo. <laughs> um, or like the Red Wings. The Penguins. Ah, Any the of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of those teams are the teams I want to see play hockey. And as the casualist of hockey fans, and even as the more casualer of Bruins fans... Like, I don't care if the Bruins beat the Florida Panthers. The, the most useless franchise in sports. Uh, uh, no, no, no. The Anaheim Ducks exist. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they <laughs> they had they had a brilliant head start. Oh, by, yeah. By being named after what I believe to be a top-tier sports movie of all time. Okay, we can argue about that some other some time. Other Mighty time. Ducks sucks. D2, The Mighty Ducks, rules. The oh sequel is an underrated cinematic joy. Have you ever seen Daniel Tosh's bit about the secret ending of D2? No, I, I like to keep my memories of that movie where they are. I'm going to play it for you later because it's one of my favorite bits by a stand-up comedian that is not that funny. Like, Daniel <laughs> Tosh sucks, but that joke is priceless. Um, that's neither here nor there. You said that you strongly agree with this in one league, and I have a guess as to which league that is, but I want you to tell me. Oh, it is Major League Baseball. Oh, no way! Yes! I think the starkest example of this is college football. College football? Oh, college football. Okay, is the one... Hear me out on this one. You know, like, the teams are traditionally good, are... Like, when the teams are traditionally good are good, the sport is better. I say college football is dead last in that regard. No, I think that's first. The funnest season first. of my lifetime was 2007, 
when South Florida was once ranked number two in the nation. Rutgers okay. was in the okay. top ten. Okay. I would infinitely enjoy a college football playoff with Cal, Purdue, Arizona, and Louisiana Monroe than I would with, you know, any sleeping giant. No. You could throw no. out my way. No. You know, I don't want Bama Clemson version 80,000. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about Bama Clemson. I'm not talking about the new guys. I'm talking about oh, the sleeping giants even. like I, I want a Notre Dame, Nebraska Cornhuskers, Miami, Oklahoma. That would be perfect. That would be the greatest damn college football playoff. Can you imagine Miami in the semifinal? And then we get to either play, if we win, Notre Dame or Oklahoma. Oh my God, how can you turn that down? That Everything in America would be fixed. Child hunger would cease. I agree that that would be more fun than my scenario, but if you take Nebraska out, my scenario becomes more no, fun. No, 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 no. Because if you replace Nebraska, Nebraska for Alabama, I lose 90% of the interest in that series. You're kidding me. One semifinal is interesting, and that's the Notre Dame one. I already know Bama's going to Okay, okay. Them. If Imagine, Bama loses, the intrigue goes so way up let's here. So say, let's say that Miami is the number one team in the country, yeah. and Notre Dame is number four. Catholics versus convicts part two for a national semifinal, which in our jacked up little reality is probably a damn cotton bowl. <laughs> How is that not fun? How is that not interesting? Take Nebraska out of it. Take all of the sentimentality out of it. That is fun. All right. Make the Big East in basketball good again. Right? Georgetown, Syracuse. Those games, without a doubt, are fun. I just really like random shit. No, I just... I see. Imagine if they... Again, we're, this is not to start a debate about this team. Imagine if they let UCF in and they won the damn thing. Oh. That would be so much more fun than, I mean, uh, than a Notre Dame-Miami semifinal. No, in my I opinion. Just, I, I in disagree. my opinion, I love it when the little I, guys run it. When the people who have never had that opportunity before just up and do the damn thing. <laughs> but I think this this speaks to our like interest as sports fans. Yeah. I love the history. I, I'm not saying you don't, right? Because I, I wouldn't yes, say I that do. this is untrue of either of us. No. What I'm no. gonna say about each of us. But generally I am more focused on the history. I am more focused on the prestige and the hype and the storylines, right? Like that's why I'm an F1 fan. It isn't you know it's it's in it's a sport that dates back to as long as we could drive cars fast. Full of people who not only hate each other because they outrace each other, but hate each other because their business dictates that they hate each other. Like, rivalry is why I like sports. It's the one of the only reasons I am super interested in sports. Why do you think every single team I cheer for is locked in one of the greatest rivalries in its sport? Liverpool, Manchester United, McLaren, the world, right? Red Sox, Yankees, Bruins, Canadians. Saints Falcons should be up there. It will be by the time. Oh my God. This is one of the greatest rivalries on the rise. I hate you for being a Yankees fan no, it's more now, but on, I could see a on world the rise. Which, it's been here for years and people are just starting to notice. I know. I know. But I think like in the national consciousness, yes. it's on the rise. And it's only getting better, mm -hmm. right? And they're division rivals, which makes it so much more fun. When you constantly have to play each other, 
That's what makes these things great. Seeing these guys and saying, you again? Again? That's what's so fun. That's the only reason I hit Iowa, is because I have to hate them for a week a year. And eventually, by osmosis, you absorb it. Do I hate the state of Iowa generally? Sure. Sure. They suck. But the only reason I hate them on the football field is seeing them every single damn year. That, but, but like to you, I think you've always liked the oddball stuff about sports. Oh, absolutely. You enjoy the fact that anything can happen. And yet, like, I, I think you would hate a world in which college football, like, in subtle ways, intentionally stacked the deck towards us and Notre Dame and Miami. Oh, if we're involved, I'm loving it. <laughs> sure, okay. Then, like, like I said, you have to remove Nebraska from this equation. Sure, and, and but I think this is a little bit true. I mean, so it breaks down. Major League Baseball, you agree, I think, because you're a Yankees fan. Yes. Right? If you were a Rockies fan, God bless you, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Because I would have known, like, but I think that, like, I just... So, I, you agree with me in Major League Baseball. Yes. And the NHL, which you don't really have a dog in the fight in. No, I I followed the Lightning in middle school. They won the cup this year, and it granted, like, a smile for oh, half a minute. We were both big Lightning fans yes. for absolutely no reason other than they had a cool logo. They, they had a cool school. logo, a cool name. Man, we were supposed to have an Olympics this year. Oh, God. What a sports year would it have been normally? We're planning on it next year. That's a fun idea. Oh, my God, yeah. And so many leagues will be spilling over late anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, my God. The USA basketball team? Yeah. They're going to finish the playoffs and then immediately get on planes to Japan. We, or we send the college kids like we did in the olden days. And we still win because, of course, we do. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sports are fun. I like these dumb meta discussions about them. But at the end of the day, you would be annoyed with a world in which we, like, like, kind of shuffled the deck to make certain teams better again. Yes. Like, if Nebraska... uh, No, why did I say Nebraska? If um, Miami were to become the new Alabama... Would it be a more intense hatred due to history than how I currently hate Alabama? Yes. But I don't want another Alabama. I, I want, like, every year to be, like, a fresh slate. And then, you know, you just throw everybody off, like, off to the races. I think that would be infinitely more fun than... I don't know infinitely more fun. It would be more fun than uh, watching these new giants overtake the old giants and then like at the end of the day they're still giants and i think a giantless sports world to me is more fun than a sports world with all these big giants like like those stories are fun to look back on for damn sure like as tired and sick as i got of the warriors you know they they had some they had some epic battles in there that would not be as epic if this were just a one-year fluke Right. Right. I think that's what frustrates me is like the one year fluke teams just annoy the hell out of me. Speaking of which, Tampa. Right. Tampa <laughs> is in a World Series right now. If this season's 162 games, Tampa doesn't even sniff the wild card. Never in a million years. Never. Yeah, because we would have figured our shit out. 
and we would have had the incentive to figure it out. But I think that it was so much easier for us to just be like, we'll punt, whatever. Boston's still going to be here in a year. Like, Fedway's not going to fall down. Like, we're, we're, we're going to be able to, like... I think that's probably 100% of the reason that we traded Mookie. He's like, what? Okay, you're going to be mad at us for a year, but it's going to be a much sport- shorter year that you're mad at management. Fenway Sports Group, you own my soul. We've talked about this on the pod, right? Probably. Like, I'm just realizing because Fenway Sports Group has been involved in, like, so many dumb, like, not dumb decisions, but just weird, like, high-profile things that both, like, Liverpool and the Red Sox would be affected by, that it's like, if you mess this up, I will be sad for 10 years. Please don't. (laughs) I feel like this game's moving fast. Oh my god. Into nothing. We're in the bottom of the fourth. Yeah. There have been no runs, and I think this is the first base runner we've seen since the first inning. Yeah. Glasnow, um... Now I want to say his first name's Hunter. Okay, Hunt, Hunter here has pitched the ball 66 times, and I just noticed his name. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Go sports. Anything else? It's Tyler, not Hunter. Wrong white guy. Ah, crap. I hate it when I mix up my frat boy baseball boy names. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, did Belly just dinger it? Oh, He's watching it. there He's it goes. Bye. Hey. That was fun. That was fun. How's that shoulder? Put on your masks! So we can keep playing sports and have a world. Oh, that was fun. Ah. Belly. Yeah. This Dodgers... Proof positive. This Dodgers team is fun. They all just dance together. You know what? That was great. That's even more fun than it looks. Because in Game 7, if you remember, after Belly's huge home run... He did the arm link celebration. He was like, oof, my shoulder. And then then John Smoltz went on a tirade about it. So now he's like, hey, check it out. Foot celebration. Okay, okay. I feel like to end the pod, we need to do a foot celebration. Yes. Yeah, all right. Here we go, folks. First Justin Ictuck foot celebration. Good pod. Good pod. Good pod. Season two. Season two begins. (laughs) Sorrow and woe. Sorrow and woe.